Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women, we're doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. We first had entrepreneur Julia Matthews on the Self-Love Club over a year ago, and I know a lot of you loved hearing her story. Jules is such a powerhouse. Watching her create within her business through islands like she does gives me serious inspo. So proud of my friend. She's also very kind, relatable and funny, which is an extra special lick of icing on the cake. Yeah. At that stage, she had worked her way through a breakup and her business had recently turned one. Fast forward to now, her business is continuing to thrive and Jules met an incredible partner and is pregnant. In this episode, we chat about pregnancy, fertility, self-care during pregnancy, the pressure on women to have children, you know, the old, so when are you having kids, punishing chat, as well as the shame some women experience in not feeling excited about their pregnancy. We're so lucky to have Jules back on the Self Love Club podcast. Julia Matthews, welcome back to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for coming back on. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes. Now, we had you on, uh, I think it was like a year ago now, and you had recently gone through a breakup, mm-hmm. and you were. Um, we talked about all sorts of things around your business, and a year on, things are quite different for you now. <laughs> quite a bit different. So talk us through what's been happening and, and what's happening now. Yeah, so we spoke, I think, yeah, maybe like 14 months ago and I was just going through a breakup. So talking around that and being boys. Um, and yeah, now I'm 20 weeks pregnant. So hey, there you go. Yeah. So you met someone who you'd already known from the past, which is really great. Yeah. Got together and you'd actually previously before this partner, you had frozen your eggs. I know you spoke about this mm-hmm. on your on your socials. And quite openly. So you probably didn't think that was going to be something that was going to happen for you anytime soon. Yeah, no, I froze my eggs because I had low egg count. I was 31 um, and I was not really with anyone. So I was like, okay, I just freeze them, my little insurance policy. Um, And then I wasn't even sure if I could conceive naturally. So in my head, I was like, oh, if it... If it happens, it happens, but I don't think it's going to happen, so I'll probably have to go down the IVF route. Um, so wasn't being careful. <laughs> and then, yeah, got pregnant with a, a little barley baby. And two or, two of my friends as well who were pregnant and like a week, due a week before after me, also conceived in Bali. So um, maybe just go to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- when did you find out? How early on did you find out that you were pregnant? Yeah, I was... Um, I was at lunch with one of my girlfriends and we were drinking chili margaritas all afternoon. Yum. <laughs> Great. And I was like, oh, my boobs are really sore. And I, I'm not really one to feel like nauseous. Mm. Um, and 
that week I'd kind of been feeling sick and I was like, oh, maybe I haven't drunk enough water or eaten enough food. So I kind of brushed it off. And then I was like, shoot, my period's four days late. And it was like clockwork. So I kind of pieced it all together after we'd been drinking. And I was no. like, I think I'm pregnant. And she was like, no. And I was like, I don't know if I want to have kids. And then we went, I went home, did a pregnancy test, came back positive. I was like, nah, it can't be right. Like in denial. Um, and then we got two more tests and I did them both. So three positives. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a mum. Yeah. Um, Talk me through that. Were you? How were you feeling when you first found out? Was it a shock? Um, very much so. I was like, please don't be positive. Please don't be positive. But then kind of part of me was like, oh, that would that be nice? Like, you know, you see in the movies and it's like they get their positive test and it's all like happy, happy. And I was like maybe thinking that I would feel that way. Mm. Um, but I didn't. I don't really know. It's still kind of, I, I mean, I'm 20 weeks and it still – I'm still getting used to the fact that I am growing a child, a baby in my body. Yeah. Like it's still so strange to me. Um, I guess because it wasn't really, I mean, you probably thought you wanted children, but it wasn't part of the immediate plan. So then to all of a sudden, it's like, it can be, I guess it's a lot of getting used to, which is totally understandable when it's not really part of your plan. You know, you'd been with this partner for a while. You probably thought maybe that would be something you'd do further down the line. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of throws a bit of a spanner in the works, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, definitely not planned. Um, I mean, he's over the moon. He's so excited. He's wanted to be a dad for a long time. So I'm stoked for him. And I know that it'll be fantastic and amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just I haven't been so I'm I'm not really excited. Like if I see mm. baby things, my mum just sends me pictures like every day of baby clothes and cute things, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. And like I don't. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really good you've been open about that. I know you shared that on your Instagram because I mean there's probably a lot of shame for expectant mothers around the whole feeling of you know you know pre parental anxiety and also. Um, feeling the shame around not feeling excited, especially when there's so many couples that can't have children. So that must be, you know, talk me through what it's like feeling that way when you feel like you should be excited, but maybe you're not. Yeah. I think when I started to tell people, like I told, I found out when I was four weeks and I told a lot of people kind of straight away, just close girlfriends, because I did feel sick and I would go home from work or um, come in late and it's not like I could like yeah, yeah. It's not like me, and I'm not gonna lie. And I, you know, I'm like, if I was was to have had a miscarriage, then at least they would know and be able to support me through yeah. it. So I'm like, if something bad happens, not ideal, but you know, what it's do your you closest do? friends anyway. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So I found out at four weeks, and then when I did tell people, I had you know, like that's so exciting, that's so exciting. I thought maybe when I do tell people, I would really get excited. Um, and you know, having people say, oh, like, I'm so happy for you and you must be so happy. And I felt myself sometimes being like, yes, but I really wasn't. And I was like, shoot, like, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I not excited? And like, then I felt really ungrateful and I was like, I felt bad for the baby. And I was like, why am I not excited? And there's so, you know, like my best friend had IVF to have her twins and I told her and I was like, I'm not excited but I feel bad because you had to you know you weren't sure if you could have babies um so I should be grateful and she was like no 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 like that's just you you can 
go through IVF and it's something that you want so much and then when it happens, you think you're going to be excited and you're not. So she's like, just just roll with it and ride with however you feel. Mm. And I was like, surely I can't be the only one feeling this way. And I, you know, I think society tells us that we should be excited. You see announcements and gender reveals on social media and it's all happy, happy, happy. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I'm feeling this way. Surely I'm not the only one. So yeah, I just thought I'll say something about it. And it was, I was almost a bit nervous that I would get backlash from someone saying you, you are ungrateful. Like that's awful. But I didn't have one person that said, I mean, anything to me anyway. Mm. Um, and I even had mums that had gone through IVF and struggled or even women that found out that they couldn't even have a child and were like, I, I totally get what you're saying and don't feel bad about it. And like, thank you for speaking out because I'm going through this now or I've got, I'm having my second child and I feel exactly this way. And mm. I tell people that I'm happy, but I go home and cry about it. So mm. yeah, I mean, it's such so the, a, the, the feedback was really positive for you then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it opens those conversations that people probably aren't that I've never heard of someone talk about that. Yeah. I, Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I think maybe in like inner circles, people would talk about it, but there's women that were like, thank you for talking because I've not known how to say that or mm. known if I can say anything. And if someone would call me ungrateful and I mean, some people might say it is, um, but it's, you can't help how you feel. Yeah. And it's hormones and it's such a big life change. And just, that was just kind of lumped on me. And I was not expecting it. And I thought I would feel a certain way. And the fact that I didn't kind of made me feel that, yeah, it just made me feel ungrateful. But then it was so nice hearing from people like, mm. I, feel, I feel the same. I feel the same. I was like, okay, okay, this is this is normal. Yeah. And I think it's like anything like with mental health or, you know, just normalizing it and saying it's actually, if you feel that way, it's okay. Like, think, don't be ashamed. Yeah. Don't, a lot of women are like, I've, I feel ashamed and that I can't talk about it. I'm like, well, hey, you're not the only one. Look, like, read what people are saying. Mm. So just making people feel b better because it is such a huge life change and so much pressure and it, all the pressure usually does get put on the female. Mm. You know, it's not like guys, like, pat their, hey, yeah, cool, are you, like, so stoked? You know, guys are like, oh, yeah, cool, you're having a baby. But, like, woman, it's, like, supposed to be this big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's great to normalise, yeah, like you say, normalise those conversations and... It's it probably was it a huge relief for you sort of sharing that and then seeing, like you say, the other woman felt the same or understood how you were feeling. Yeah, did you, that help you? It did. It did because I felt for so long I felt guilty and like oh god I should, should why am I not excited and just like figuring out like hearing from other people like why that why I may not be feeling a certain way and um you know and lots of reassurance as well which is really nice from. People saying, you know, sure, you may not be excited, but, you know, and you may not even be excited when you actually have the baby, but down the track, like, I promise, I promise, I promise, like, it'll be incredible and amazing. And I, I know, you know, I know that it will be. I said to my friend today, I was like, I, you know, I know it will be amazing. And like, yes, I, like, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not like jumping in the air and fist thing. Yeah, that's okay. There's, there's time, like you say, there's time. Yeah. And it is something that was sort of, 
Uh, yeah, and I can understand why you would feel a bit ungrateful saying that out loud, especially when there's so many people that would mm. like really want this so bad. But that doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid. I think a lot of the time we we often dull our own emotions and how we're feeling because we don't want to offend other people. And that's not to say we can't be mindful of others, but your feelings are valid. You're feeling them and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad person for feeling a certain way, you know? Yeah. No, it's emotions are all like relative as to how you feel them and, and, and how deeply and intense you can feel something. Exactly. And I think it's important to share these things. So you're not, Dealing with it alone because it just makes it worse. Mm. Yeah. How have things gone as the pregnancy's progressed, obviously, now to like 20 weeks? Yeah. How is, um, how is that sort of feeling of, how's that feeling Yeah, I progressed? mean, the, the, the pram arrived the other day. <laughs> how did that make you feel? <laughs> the pram arrived to the office and I didn't know it would be arriving so soon and the courier driver bought it and I was like, no, 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 take it away. I was like, take it away. He I was don't like, want it yet. He was like, what? I was like, no, take it away, take it away. And he was like, Oh, and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm not ready. And it was sitting in the office the whole day, oh, just no. staring at me. Yeah. Um, did that did that make you feel a bit strange? <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm going to be pushing this thing around soon with my child in it. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, people are like, you're having a baby shower. And I'm like, oh, I don't want one. I mean, I don't even like having birthday parties because I, social anxiety. Yeah. I don't like having attention on me. Um, so I'm like, no, I'm not going to have one. But then. Um, Anna, my best friend's like, no, you have to have one. And she wants to organize it. She wants to have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she wants to be in the room when I push the baby oh my out. God, of course she does. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to, and like, I want to be down the she business. She would be end. so supportive as well, though. She would like be like, she'd be amazing down there. I'll be like, you'd be live streaming it on Instagram. It. She probably would try, <laughs> knowing if you follow Anna Reeve, then you would know. She probably would try live streaming. You'd be like, and then there'd be like you, which you always do, be like, don't film me, you know. Oh, bless. No, it's going to be great. And how have you found your pregnancy? I know it's different for everybody, mm. but how have you been feeling? What has it been like? Yeah, I've um, the first, so I found it when I was four weeks and around like the six week mark, I started to feel, I would wake up in the morning and just feel, it's like, you just feel hungover. That's the only way I can explain it. It's just so nauseous. And I, um, my partner is incredible. He makes me toast. Well, he when I felt really sick, he'd make me toast every morning. Eat toast in bed, get up, um, and just have to eat a lot of bland food. I'd call it the rest home diet. Mm. I just was burgers. Like I've never eaten so much McDonald's in my life. <laughs> this poor child. You're like a trained nutritionist as well. <laughs> yeah. It's like all I crave is a cheeseburger on a steam bun with mayo. Especially if you haven't been able to eat all day and you've been vomiting, then well, you got to eat what your body yeah. is like able to tolerate. So some days I'll just be like drinking Coke and eating cheeseburgers. I'm like, this is absolutely shocking. But you just, I can't explain it. Like the thought of eating salad made, literally made me gag. Have you tried? I planted a veggie garden just before I went to Bali. <laughs> when you got pregnant. Got pregnant in the Bali. The scene of the deed. I was like, I'm going to, I planted like lettuce and silver beet, kale, like all these amazing veggies. And I, the, port, the garden's very overgrown. I mean, I'm starting to chip into it now, but I, I was like, this is just so yeah. funny because I thought I would get back and eat all the good food. And I've just felt like bland. Yeah. Just bl- you just feel like, bl- you know, when you're hungover, yeah. you just want carbs. Or when you're sick, you just want carbs to like yeah. help. Yeah. No, nothing really tasty. It's just been all yeah. beige. But um, I'm, I, no, I, I have days definitely. I'm like, salad, give me, give me yeah. all the good food. Of course, you do eat well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when I've, when I've not felt great, it's um, just been all, all the bland stuff, but that's fine. I, I had the- my 20 week scan and the baby's 
head is measuring uh, like two weeks ahead of what it should be. Oh, and, great. And long like, legs. So I'm like, the baby is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, long legs like mummy. Yeah, he's getting all he needs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, feeling fine. I feel like I've got my energy back. Um, what about um, pregnancy hormones? How's that been for you? You are someone that has anxiety, so how's mm. that? How's that been? Because you probably can't take anything. Like our friend, the Pam. You probably can't take Pam Fam when you're pregnant. The Pam Fams. I oh, have what not. a shame. <laughs> oh, Pam's on holiday. Pam is on holiday. I think because I haven't been drinking, and that's usually mm. that is the cause of my anxiety. Yeah, largely. Um, so just not drinking alcohol means no anxiety. It's great. There's the odd bit of anxiety I'll get if I'm just really stressed at work or something. I mean, I had two coffees yesterday, absolute blowout. I was such a fritter. <laughs> and I was like, I just give me a lorazepam. But um, no, I haven't actually been that anxious. I'm really just telling myself to roll with it. I'm mm. like, just roll with it. Just yeah. If you want to cry, cry. If you feel this way, feel this way. And I'm not putting any pressure on myself to feel any way or do anything. I'm just like, I'm, I'm have, as I said before to you, before we started recording, I'm like, I'm having a baby. I'm not dying. Mm. Like people are like, Oh, you're going to have to have time off and this and that. And I'm like, I want the baby. I mean, I'm pl- totally playing the na- naive card. There's probably people <laughs> listening to this now being like, yeah, all right. Mate. <laughs> um, but you know, I've got friends that have babies and it's just like an extension of, of, of their life. And the baby goes everywhere with them. And I mean, that's so dependent on what type of baby you have. And I'm just like crossing my fingers that like, it's cruisy. Mm. Um, but I'm so lucky. I've got such a supportive partner and my mum is like over the moon, she's already bought a cot and Aww. is like planning sleepovers. So and I've exciting. Got You've got great of, support around you, really good friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's so important because that when I first found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm, there's going to be no one else I know with a baby at the same time. Because um, a lot of your friends have had kids already. Yes, but now there's six other people, like maybe seven other people I know, and we're all due around like three, four weeks That's great. apart. So I love that how, yeah, just kind of. Which is so nice yeah. and like reassuring and like I've got other people who I can go through the whole journey yeah. with and everyone talks about like the fourth trimester and how yeah, that's. Yeah, I've been hearing about that lately. Yeah, and how that's the hardest and that's, you know, you can get um, depression and, you know, if you're sleep deprived, I mean, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Mm, <laughs> of course it is. You know, and if you have a baby that doesn't sleep or for whatever reason and that can be a cause of anxiety. So you just, I don't know what is going to happen and I'm just hoping for the best and I know it will be amazing, but there will be really hard days. Um, but it's just, yeah, just having that support system, which I know that I have mm. and I'm so fortunate to have. And that's what I'll call on people if yeah. I need help. When you found out you were having a baby, I know that's something you've thought of that you would like. How did that come into play with, and I know it sounds ridiculous, we have to think about these things, but as women, we do have to juggle our careers with family as well and make yeah. them work at the same time. So we kind of like, oh, how's it going to work with two islands? You know, mm. how did how did that come into play? Yeah, I, when I um, got my business partners on board, I, one of my best friends, Sophie, she um, is an ex-lawyer and she is an ex-business owner. Um, she's just incredible. She was like... Sophie. We've had her on the yes, podcast. Sophie on the Gilmore. Podcast. Sophie Listen Gilmore. to her. Yep, she's amazing. Yeah. She is one of my oldest friends and um, I go to her for advice in so many areas of my life. And I was like, okay, I'm 
getting shareholders on board and she was like, you need to negotiate a really good maternity clause in your contract. I didn't even think about it. Mm. Um, I mean, we're lucky here in, in New Zealand with what we offered in, in terms of maternity leave, but she was like, you're a business owner. You really need to make this work in your favor. So um, knowing that I have a really good clause uh, um, in my contract for maternity leave takes off so much stress. Um, so I don't, need to worry as much as I thought I would have to possibly worry because it is my own business. I can't, you know, like I need to. Yeah, you have to pay, like yes. you've got to do the work and pay the bills because you're the one doing that. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I needed to hire staff anyway and that kind of gave me the kick up the bum to do that. So I'm just going through that process. I've just hired an incredible marketing manager. She starts in March and I'm going through the interview process now for another position. So having... Um, that support in is what is needed and what will be fantastic. Um, having good staff that I know I can rely on if, mm. if I'm not there. Um, I said to my partner, he's stay at home dad. So um, <laughs> when the time comes for me to go back to work, um, you know, if I go back at reduced hours or whatever, um, having knowing he can be flexible mm. with his hours as well is great. He owns his own business as well. So, Having that is good. It's taken the pressure off. You know, I say I'm going to have maybe three months, three months off. Of course, depends on what the baby's like. Yeah. <laughs> and depends on my mental state. Yeah, you might I'm want feeling. to have longer. I may want to have longer. So I say I would like to have three months off and then go back kind of part time. But we'll see. Things yeah. can change. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too stressed about that, about the work side of things. So you know it's a boy. Yes, a boy. I really wanted a girl and I found out, I think it was all my friends except for Sophie. She just had a girl. All my friends had um, boys. So I was like, oh, I want a girl. Like, sure, someone has to have one. Maybe it will be me. I had a name picked out. And then I was like, cross. I just thought it was a girl and then... Um, my midwife called me. I did a test at 10 weeks. You can do a test at 10 weeks because I was desperate to find out the gender. I thought finding out the gender would get me excited because I was like, I'm not excited. Maybe if I know if it's a boy or a girl, you can I, can, imagine I can bond and yeah. imagine this little thing inside me. And my midwife called me um, and I was just crying, bawling. Aww. I actually called Anna and I was like, it's a boy. She's like, boys are the best. We know how to deal with penises. <laughs> We, Julia, we know how to deal with penises, okay? This is this is the best thing. Like, <laughs> boys love their mums and boys are more chill. Boys are cheaper. So, no, I'm actually really stoked now for a little boy and seeing, I guess. Boys seeing, seem really cool. Well, I would be the same, I think. I don't know. I've always wanted a girl as well. But boys do seem really cool and, like, really chill. Hopefully it's a chill. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, Love their mamas. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, again, I, I shouldn't have even cared, but I just had a girl's no, name. My, I had a girl's name in my head. That's so that. a normal thing too. And then again, people might feel guilty about even wanting a girl or a boy. Another yeah. friend of mine, similar to you, like in terms of how far along she is, and we she did her tests early on as well. And she we had a gender reveal, and she was so gutted. There's oh. a boy again. She's had a boy, and she really wanted. And she was like, I feel so bad because like you know I should be lucky that I'm having a healthy baby. Yeah. She's like, I just wanted a girl. When well, you see like gender reveal clips on Instagram, she was so and- gutted. Her face like she was <laughs> yes. gutted. Well, like you see, like generally a, a male wants a boy, like mm. generally. Um, I mean, Cam really wanted a girl, but generally, yeah, a, a guy wants a, a son. And you see these Instagram like gender reveals <laughs> and like the balloon pops and it's blue and like, oh, no, sorry, it's pink and the guy's face is just like, 
Like no poker face, just like, oh, shit. We're going to work cut out for us, like, girls, oh, God. I just don't think I could do that for that reason of seeing your partner and not be excited because they thought it was something and it was like, that would have been me. Like, ah, yeah. And then then even more guilt. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So, no, I'm I'm really excited for a boy. So that's good. You're getting excited. Yeah, Yeah, a boy will be great. I mean, anything will be great. Hey, like a a little mini. A little mini you. Yeah. And now I'm just imagining what he'll look like. I'm like, I hope he's got this bit of me and this bit of Cam. and like Yeah. <laughs> so do you think it helps knowing what the baby is? Well, I thought it would really help me bond more. And I had my 40 scan. It's Wednesday today. I had my 40 scan on Monday. Um, well, like, sorry, my 20-week anatomy scan. It's like about an hour long. They take lots of photos. And then she showed us in 4D and he was... Yeah, I was like, oh, I feel like like they kind of all look the same, like little babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like his little lips and nose and I was like, oh, cute. Yeah, quite cute. And he had long leggies like mummy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So like that was, it's cr- technology. It just blows my mind how yeah. detailed it is. Like all the bones and the spine and the little foot. Um, yeah. And then maybe when I can feel him feel and move around in there that'll be nice but yeah. yeah it's just I'm really what I'm absolutely loving though about being pregnant is I'm not one to get in a bikini and cruise around on the beach because I'm like oh suck the stomach in or like hey I just gluten just my my stomach's like a balloon anyway um and I was like I don't have to suck in because yeah. I physically cannot suck in I've really enjoyed that <laughs> for you watching you as a friend like it's it's really cool to see you feel happy in your body. Like, yeah. Not that you were like hated your body, but yeah, like you say, you and a lot of women would relate. Like, don't worry, you know, feel self conscious, but you can't suck in. Like, your baby belly looks beautiful, and you're like, you still look so beautiful. And it's, I think it's really great that this is this whole experience has sort of, in a way, it's really you're looking after yourself so well. You know, you're not drinking, which makes you feel better. Mm. It's like it's increased your self care even more. Uh, and even though you obviously are sick a bit, but then like you're loving your body and that's a really cool like experience to go through I thought I really wouldn't love my body but I mean my boobs are just because we did a photo shoot actually (laughs) and if you follow us on Instagram you might have seen we did a campaign for bonds before Christmas and you know we had to wear this underwear and yeah and I was pregnant then yeah like you knew I knew but we had to be careful of how we like because you were very early on and that's not when you announce publicly um but yeah this underwear was very tight and uh you're like my boobs are huge I was like whoa and then you know we were posing but you looked great but then that was before you really popped yeah before so no I'm I'm always trying to see the positive side of something so I'm like yeah, going to the exciting, beach though. Like, this is cool I just don't have to suck in um so is mean, that after a- the baby arrives we'll see how the empty wind socks are are you in Definitely. awe of what your body's doing for you yeah it just it's so crazy all the changes like just what your body goes through I'm just like it, it weirds me out that mm. we've we a sperm and an egg is put together and it yeah. creates life like it's just so simple but it's just so it still blows my mind and that this like when we had the scan and I could like fully see this thing and I was like this is so weird that this right now is inside of me yeah and that's how we all started that's incredible um yeah 
So and I'm you, just rolling with the changes there. Good. It's good. And you did a, um, a beautiful photo shoot too, which you probably – I don't think you would have done that if you hadn't have been pregnant. Oh, no, not So that's what I mean. Like it's, it's actually you're learning to love yourself more and more through mm. this experience. Talk yeah. us through that. What was that like? Yeah, the photo shoot. Yeah, I mean, you can see them on her gram. They are divine. So Nami, um, one of my friends, has started up a photography business and she was like, I want to shoot you. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And then, yeah, we just, she booked it and she was like, we're doing it on this day. And I was like, okay. And we went out west to a beach and a waterfall and I was fully naked in this waterfall um and it was actually really fun yeah mm. it was it was good I needed heavy direction from her though I was like how does how do I put my it's hard and, posing man yeah, God, like, so hard doing a good face and a good body well, like, like I'm, if I ever have a photo if I'm ever with Anna having photos because she's like ex-model she like, knows how to stand she just the head t- t- goes from side to side and like 50 different angles and like she's just so photogenic so ever having a f- professional photo shoot, if I wasn't pregnant, I would not do just like to have photos done just because I'm not that confident enough in my body. But yeah, it, it turned out to be really fun. And I'm, I'm glad that I have the photos out that I can look back yeah. on, um, which is nice. And I, I'm like, everyone should have this done. Like Nami made me feel so like confident and comfortable and like it was fun as well. Um, it's an empowering experience yeah. isn't it? and just to celebrate your body and what it's doing for you and for your baby yes. and your partner, you know, it's growing life. Yeah. That's so cool. I think women's bodies are incredible and what they can do like that just, it's, it's actually like a miracle that women's bodies can do that. And then this like baby comes out and then you can like, if you can breastfeed, you can just like give it all its food on your boob. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It's amazing. Now you have told me that you've sort of popped a lot, maybe you, you know, your baby looks a lot bigger than maybe how far along you are. And mm. talk us through that because I didn't know about this. Yeah, so I was, I was like, oh god, I've popped. People were like, how many weeks are you? And I would tell them, and I could tell that they thought I was <laughs> a lot further ahead. And I kind of was excited to pop because then I looked like I was actually pregnant and not just like I'd eaten way too many pies. So <laughs> now I'm trying to wear like tight dresses and really just show the bump off and. I was like, why am I showing so early? My friend is due seven days ahead of me and she's got a flat stomach and she can feel her baby. So I was like, what is wrong with me? Why is my stomach so big and I can't feel anything? Um, So when I had my scan on Monday. Is that a bit scary when you can't feel a baby? Yes. Well, because that she other people have and I haven't. And I knew it was kind of normal to maybe start feeling around the 18, 20 week mark, but just... I couldn't and I yeah I was like oh when I had my scan I was like is everything okay and she was like yeah look he's looking at me he's just cruising around in there um and she was like your placenta is at the front of your of the baby so um a that's why you've popped earlier and b that's why you won't be able to feel anything because when he kicks it's the placenta's in front of your stomach um wall I'm maybe not explaining this right no it's fine um yeah so that was reassuring have you started talking to your midwife about things like your birthing plan or are there and I I hear so many women say you have these ideas of how you think it's gonna mm. be like a, a natural birth and a home birth or whatever. And I guess you've just gotta be okay with the best case scenario on the day. Absolutely. Like on my my midwife works out of birth care and she was like, You can birth here, it's 
it's amazing. I've heard of people who have birthed at birth care and it's they've had a, they had a great experience. And then some people are like, oh no, it's your first. Like you should only be in the hospital if something goes wrong. And everyone gives you their idea mm-hmm. of what they think is best. So I just listen to people and I don't really take it on board. I just my midwife said, whatever you feel literally on the day if you want to go to hospital go to hospital if you want to be in birth care be in birth care which it's hard to know so I think it must be hard to know so far out and, yeah I mean you can make a rough plan but you're not going to know and I think uh anyone's instincts are really strong but especially a woman's instincts and I think in that moment you'll just know what's right and also you know how's the baby positioned how yeah. and how is my body is my body prepped do I you know, maybe well, I need to have the baby have a cesarean early and get the baby out early for whatever reason. Mm. So I'm to- I'm not putting again any pressure. I'm like, whatever happens, happens. The doctor knows best. So yeah. I just whatever that's good. They advise me on doing. I'll do. And if I have to have a cesarean, I have to have a cesarean. If that's the if best that's, way to get the baby out, yeah. I think uh, some women get up like almost disappointed with mm. themselves when that doesn't quite go to plan. They're like, oh, I really wanted to have a natural birth, but I couldn't. And it's yeah. like, well, you just did your best in the situation. Exactly. Like these are they could be serious situations, you know. Like there's people's lives on the line, yourself and the baby. Yeah, as long as the baby's out safe. And I mean, you see these. Uh, I've been watching home birth videos <laughs> have you? and bawling. Oh, um, I'm like, this is so. Beautiful. What's that show? Like one born every second or something. <laughs> yeah. Watch that online. That'll get you going. That is absolutely having a terrible time putting their baby out of the hospital. Does it scare you watching that though? Um, I'm actually kind of excited to give birth. Like actually actually yeah to on okay, the day. Okay well, that's good. At least you're yeah, not scared of that. To like get the baby out of there. I think maybe it's just the growing of the baby that I'm not excited about but like the actual day I'm like yeah bring it on. Okay that's good. Like if I've got a push this out or if it comes out the sunroof cool but like let's do this yeah um, I'm not yeah I'm not scared or nervous I mean hey maybe different on the day but um <laughs> what yeah however our however old mate wants to come out <laughs> take your pick out yeah. the sunroof or the other way yeah oh uh, yeah I guess you're doing all the right things and it is I think it's really cool that you're sharing these parts especially the ones you know where you you may you may have felt like oh I'm so ungrateful or I'm so I'm you know such a bad person for feeling like not excited but that's that's okay you can't control your feelings you can't yeah and like it's a full moon and I really I really felt that deeply yesterday because <laughs> I can't control my feelings you can't and you can't control how really how a baby comes out of your body or how they will be when they are Earthside you know mm. like. And I think that's something I tell myself. I'm like, there's only so much I can't, I can control, and what I can't control, it's, it, I, the, whatever will happen will happen. Mm. So I just try not to stress myself out, and that's one thing I, that's maybe my one like bit of advice to if if you're stressing out or anxious or anything, it's like there's only so much you can control mm. in life in general, and during a pregnancy, you don't know when you're going to feel sick, mm. you don't know. If you're going to, you know, you might not want stretch marks and you might get them. Like you just, you, your body will do what it wants to do. Yeah. So roll with it. Totally. I think that's really good advice. Easier said than done. I of do course. know that though. But yeah. that's my mindset and that really has helped me to not put any big expectations on on anything around the pregnancy and mm. the birth and what happens when the baby comes out. Yeah. What would be other advice you would have for women maybe? Because, I mean, you know a lot about the freezing of the eggs. What what would your advice be to anyone who maybe thinks that they really want to have children? Mm. And it doesn't really matter your age. Like you 
knew that you had low egg count, so that was something smart for you to do, and it just meant that you could not think about it and you don't have to put pressure on yourself mm-hmm. to get into a relationship. What would you say to someone that really wants to be a parent and maybe they're easing through their 30s or yeah. or whatever and they're starting to worry about it? What would you say to them? Well, you don't have to worry because it's literally just a simple blood test. And, I mean, some people are like, it's not accurate, it's not accurate. But just go get it done and it could give you re- the reassurance that you want or mm. may not know that you needed it's like maybe $90. You go to your doctor, say you want your AMH levels tested and you go to the lab test place. They take your blood, get your results, talk about it with your doctor. If they're not looking normal, then you can go speak to a specialist. So I had three of the tests done over like a two-year period. Um, and then I went to Fertility Associates and spoke to um, one of the doctors there, and she was like, these are your options. And you don't have to go ahead with anything if you don't want to. You you do whatever you want to do. And, you know, it, there is a cost to it. It's actually the price has come down now, which is great. Mm. Um, it's more affordable. It's still a lot of money. But for me, it was that well, piece it was of mind. It took yeah. the pressure off, which I got so much pressure. You know, when are you having a baby? When are you having a baby? Which people should not ask ask women that like do not ask a woman when are you having a baby when are you having a baby because a they may not be able to have one and b they may not want children Mm. or not know and just putting that pressure on anyone is um, not fair so yeah my advice if you are thinking about having children or not sure if you want them or not sure if you can have them um, and it's stressing you out and making you anxious go and yeah go and have the test done yeah and talk about what your options are because that kind of those feelings can actually like sabotage you meeting someone as well because you might come across, across a bit desperate and guys like run when they see a girl that wants to have babies they do they run unless that's what they really want to yeah um so yeah if you can just put yourself at ease with that on your own and then you can be single and date and not be like thinking you have to have babies in the next couple of years or whatever because that can that just puts too much pressure yeah, on everyone like, including yourself. Am I have to baby trap this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like guys hate that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I just think it's a yeah, it's a good way to go about it. What about um for mums maybe who like you? I mean, you're in a lovely relationship, but it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. How would if someone's listened to this and they've recently found out they're pregnant and they weren't really expecting it? It's something they thought they might want, but they're not really sure. What would you say to them? Yeah, I'm so lucky that um, my partner. I knew that he wanted children, and he's really excited about it. If he wasn't excited, I oh, that's I I don't even mm-hmm. know, and that would be the case. For so many yeah. women. Especially early in a relationship. I mean, mm. you guys, did you think that you might want to have children with him? Yeah, I mean, we'd definitely spoken about it. Um, but then there were, you know, times where I was like, do I even want children? Like I was questioning even, do I even want children, even if I can have them? And I was, But maybe I thought that, felt that way because I knew that I had my eggs sitting there and there's no pressure on you so much. Yeah, and that honestly for me took away so much pressure from people. Just the amount of people that asked that asked that question or just still blows my mind. Yeah, people- especially when you're in your I mean, I'm 31 now and it's like we're not 50. And like it's possible to have children into your 40s now. Like, yeah, you know, all, there's again, no hurry. Yeah, we're all so different and 
yeah, what if you are desperate to have a child and someone's like, when are you having one? And you're like, well, I'm single, so I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my doctor was like, oh, do you want to go on the sperm donor waiting list? And I was like, do I? I don't know. You tell me. She's like, well, it's about a two-year wait. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe I do. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I didn't even know you could go on a wait. Two years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like in America, I think you can go and just pick them. And be really? Like, Yo, I want his cute. I'll I have, want his. I want his. Little swimmers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not as easy here, I don't think. Um, right. By after having that chat with her. <laughs> but, yeah, if, if you're – yeah, if you find out you're pregnant and not sure and I think just – Talk to people. Like people are like, oh, I don't want to tell someone because, you know, you should really – people usually tell people at 12 weeks. But it's like just talk. I, I may, Maybe I'm too – maybe I'm an overshare. I don't know. But just talking about things helps and you can hear another perspective and it can give you reassurance or it can give you the answer that you didn't know mm. you thought you would come to the – you know, come to that conclusion of feeling that a certain way. So – yeah, I mean, I'm still not even sure. I saw someone, I saw a um, <laughs> client, I went to my food tech today and they were like, oh, you're so exciting. Are you so excited? How are you feeling? Are you really excited? <laughs> Everyone keeps saying the word excited yes. to you and it's like making you less excited. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like almost shocked that I wasn't. And I was like, I have so much to do before this baby comes in. Like when I've got that all done, I'll then, think I, about it then. Then, I'll, then I'll sit down and then I'll be excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just everyone deals with it so differently because mm. we are all so different. And yeah. there's, you know, social media and society says, hey, you should be excited and have a gender reveal and do this and that and go on your baby moon and rah, rah, rah. And it's just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. It must be hard. I mean, I think in any area of life, social media, no one's posting. I posted something this morning. It's like, no one's posting their failures. Mm. Um, you know, don't believe everything you see online because people aren't always sharing everything, you know, no way. you might see a photo, but you didn't see the fight that happened before that photo or you didn't <laughs> see the child drawing a tantrum, you know, like, um, and I can imagine, I mean, it probably will be a different conversation once you've had the child, but beforehand, has there been like from things you've seen from expected mothers online, has that made you feel like anxious or like you're supposed to do things a certain way? Um, it sounds like you're pretty level headed about it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that I just, I don't know. I, I don't know about, I'm like, how do you know when your baby needs to nap and how do you know when you need to feed it? Like if they're crying, are they crying? Because they're hungry, or because they need their nappy change, or because they're tired, and I don't, and people are like it just you, like it just kicks in. You just have this baby, and you and just you kind work of know, it out, I think. and you work it out as you go. Um, and people, so many people give different bits of advice. Have you been, I don't think you have, but have you been one of those expectant mums who's been reading all the information, watching all the things? Because I think sometimes too much information can be like information overload. I've not read one book. Or, I think that's good in a way. Any, well, I'm like, shoot, should I be? Because I've some friends are like, oh, do you, I've got this book. Do you want to read it? I mean, I, I, I probably will. Um, but even if you read something, your shit could go the complete opposite way. Yeah. So um, I've, I'm booked into a, is it a Lamar's or like a parenting class? I've completely forgot what it's called. Yeah. Um, but one of those classes and yeah. you learn about everything. And this one sounds really epic. It's two girls. One is, I think she's a psychologist and the other one's a midwife. And apparently it's really funny and they teach you, you know, you usually go to these classes and learn how to like swaddle a baby and, um, you know, talking about going through labor. And this one sounds great because they talk about 
it sounds really funny, they talk about what happens after the baby comes. And these, uh, you know, my my sister-in-law went to it and hearing from her, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. So like you have the baby, you take it home. Okay, so who's going to put the bins out? Who's going to look? be in charge of paying the bills. Right. That's like all the practical day-to-day things that mm. you, you'll be so consumed with this child and just like, here you go. Like I was, I've said to a few people, like, what did you do when you walked in the front door at the first time you were taking the baby home? And so like, we sat on the lounge floor and we just laughed and are like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I can only imagine like how. Yeah, like bringing this baby home to your house. You're like, what the heck? You're like, you can't give it back. No, it's yours. That's, it's that's it's your yours baby. and you have to keep it and look after it and make sure that you don't leave it on the roof of the car or like you don't, like, I don't, I don't know. You hear of crazy things happening because you're so sleep deprived. But yeah, all the little practical things. And, you know, they say, they said, they say to the men or, you know, um, however your part, your, your partner is there with you. Okay, so you get home from work, what are you going to do? And a lot of the men are like, oh, we're going to go and say hi to the baby and give the baby cuddles. And they're like, no, you go home, you check on your partner. Does she need a wine? If she needs a wine, you go pour her wine. Does yeah, she I need like a bath? This. If she needs a bath, you pour her a bath. If she tells you to fuck off, you fuck off. <laughs> and you leave her alone. That baby does not need cuddles. It's been cuddled all day. It's been fed. It's it's slept. It's fine. You make sure that your partner yeah. is okay. She she looks after the baby and you look after her. And I was like, that is such good practical yeah. advice. And then the baby still gets looked after. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of your, I guess, pregnancy self-care, going to something like that. And you've talked us through some of the things you're doing, but what is your pregnancy self self-care look like? What kind of things have you been doing for yourself? So I've just started, I felt so sick. I didn't exercise for like regularly for like three months. I was boxing before I found out I was pregnant and then I couldn't continue on with boxing because I'd had such a big gap of not attending. So I just, I mean, I walk my dog every morning, most mornings anyway, like five days a week, I walk her for an hour. So that's like my therapy time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've started back at Reforma Pilates, which I love. And I've been wanting to do that anyway. So I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm definitely doing Pilates. And then um, my friend Kobe is a personal trainer. So I train with her twice a week. Um, so yeah, definitely wanting to exercise and get my body prepped. Yeah. I went to a pelvic floor specialist, um, the other week, a girl I actually went to school with, funnily enough, she's a pelvic floor specialist, and I went to her and she did like an ultrasound. She was like, squeeze, and like, and you could see my pelvic floor like when I clenched it and seeing how strong it is. Good. And, you know, if you want, you want that down there to be, you know, in good shape mm. if you need to push. Keep up that Pilates, if, girl. If you need to push that baby out. So um, that, just making sure that that's okay. I booked in regular massages because it's hard to sleep anyway I've got a really actually my dog ate the pregnancy pillow but I got a really (laughs) epic pregnancy pillow um, which has helped immensely with sleeping um, because it's only going to get harder the bigger I get Um, you seem to be having lots of nice chill nights in as well I know you work really hard so like I've noticed that you are you know like sitting on the couch watching a show and having mm. a cuppa and just chilling which is probably good for you because you're quite a busy person yeah I'm not really one to be super social anyway so just at the end of the day I get so tired and I literally am just like come home get in my track pants on the couch Cam cooks me dinner every night I cannot remember the last time I cooked I no lies. I just, I'm like kitchen. What's a kitchen? Um, so thank God for him. He cooks me dinner and I 
will watch something mind-numbing on TV at the moment. I'm really into Love Island. Oh, so good. And I maybe will sit on my laptop and do a little bit of work if I need, but just really trying to chill out and listen to my body. And if mm. I need to sleep, I sleep. And if I don't want to wake up early in the morning and walk Penelope, I will stay in bed. Yeah. But I'm trying to keep everything... I'm trying to keep my life as normal as possible as in like keeping sticking to my routine and while I can, you know, I'm not f- at the moment physically feel like I can't do anything. Mm. I'm only 20 weeks, maybe in 10 weeks, ask me how uncomfortable I am. Yeah. But for now, yeah, just trying to exercise as much as I can. I'm really enjoying beaching this weather. Oh, it's been amazing. We've been so lucky. And yeah. trying to enjoy that and just spending yeah, just spending time with friends as much as I can. A couple of things I wanted to touch on before we finish up today. And I think it seems silly that we have to think about, like, as women, do we have careers and how are we going to balance that out with being a mother? Have you ever thought of, because I know that you've wanted to have children, or you thought you did anyway, mm-hmm. not like set in stone, has that and being a career woman, running your own business, being an entrepreneur, have you always seen those fit hand in hand? And did, did you ever feel pressure to sort of make that work or if it would get in the way of your business? Yeah, I thought I would. Honestly, I thought I would have children and be a stay-at-home mum. And I was like, that's what that's what I thought I wanted. And I think because I just love what I do. I love working and I love being busy and I love, you know, my Two Islands is still, it's only two years old. So it's still really a, a startup and I need to to look after it and not just have a baby and walk away from it and cross my fingers that Mm. I'll come back in a year's time and it will be fine. Um, I want to work. Um, and I also want to be there for my baby and not really miss anything. So it will be finding that balance. And I only know what that will be when he arrives and, mm. and what he's like and how. And it might be working on a part-time basis mm. at some point so you can just take care of those things because yeah. I feel like otherwise you'll be thinking about it. I want to, I'm just really, again, playing the naive card yeah. and being like, it's all going to be okay. And, you know, if something goes wrong, um, I'll figure out what to do when that time comes. Yeah, there's no, uh, that's the thing, especially with us anxious beings, there's no point worrying about things yeah. before they've even happened. Like, they might not even happen. Totally. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I definitely want to keep working and I think you can do both. Of course you can. You know, there's, I, I belong to an organisation called Company of Women and there are some incredible women, um, you know, I go and watch them speak and some women that do amazing things and run huge businesses and they have children and they're like, you, you can do it all, but it's just, you don't know what that all is Mm. until the baby gets there and, and how you're feeling and how the baby is and how, you know, do you have a team that can support you? Um, whether that's in your work environment and personally. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And one last thing I was going to ask about, because I know this has all happened quite quickly for you, you know, like the last time we had you on, you'd gone through a breakup. Mm-hmm. You were a year into Two Islands. And I guess it's just a reminder of how quickly life can change and the things that maybe you thought you wanted, they can happen. So for someone who's listening, maybe like, you know, there could be anyone listening that really wants the things you have. What would you say to them in terms of how quickly things can happen and your life can change, you know? Like, because some people might be thinking, I'm never going to meet someone. I'm never going to have kids. This is never going to happen for me. And then, yeah, you've you've sort of had a big switch around. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily – 
I thought, oh, if I don't ever, if I'm not with someone by the time I'm 35, I'll get a sperm donor. And because I know someone that did that. She wasn't with someone. She really wanted a child. And she went and had someone that she knew and they had a child together. They're not together, but she just mm. needed his sperm to mm. make a baby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a partner to have a baby. So that's one thing. Um, and then I think, you know, there's someone, for, there's so many people in this world. I mean, there's a little bit of a man shortage in Auckland, mm. uh, New yeah. Zealand probably. It's hard out there. It's, it's a grim state of affairs, I can tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bumble probably only gets used, Bumble and Tinder maybe only get you so far. Yeah. But, you know, I really did not, I, yeah, a year ago in my life, well, my, a bit more than that, was yeah. completely different, my personal life anyway, completely different. I did not think... I would be where I am right now. And it honestly, it just happened. Mm. Like I was not out there looking for someone. It, it just, it happened. Mm. And it's the best piece of advice too. It's just do your thing, get on yeah. with what you're doing. Don't go looking. Cause like, yeah, you said it will just happen when it's meant to happen. Yeah. It really absolutely didn't. And the baby just, they just <laughs> appear. Well, for me, it did. He just popped up. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 so happy where I am personally in my life and um, business wise. And I just did not think that things would be like they are now. But mm. I'm so grateful that they are. Um, what would you tell that person who maybe had doubts? I know we've had discussions like way in the past mm. about like, you know, is this ever going to happen for us? You know, <laughs> what would you tell that person, which is, could be someone like that listening? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't do anything. It just happened. Like I just, my current partner, I've known him for a long time. And then one day he just popped up. <laughs> and off we went and here we are and <laughs> and now we're having a baby and now we're having a baby and it's so great Jules though you really deserve it yeah I'm so pleased <laughs> and then yeah for business I mean I just again it just it happened but I definitely worked for it mm. um you work very hard and you know I love what I do and I think that's really important to you know no matter if, if you work for yourself or if you work for someone to love what you do otherwise what is the point it's a waste of your time yeah I mean there's lots of things out there you know you could be in one going down one career path and decide you don't want to do it anymore um and it's not obviously always just easy just to switch what you're doing but you know you you can get into a job that you want to do if you if you work for it mm. Yeah. Um, boyfriend. Yeah. He just popped up. Didn't really have to do anything. Job have worked for. Yeah. So yeah. much harder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for your time, Jules. Really great having you back on. Thank you so much thank for you. everything you're doing and, your, and everything you're sharing with us. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram. Plus, find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.